Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scriptural readings for today. Our readings today are from the fourth Sunday of Advent. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from his enemies on every side, he said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God dwells in a tent. Nathan answered the king, Go do whatever you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Should you build me a house to dwell in? It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be commander of my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you went, and I have destroyed all your enemies before you, and I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth. I will fix a place for my people Israel. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without further disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them as they did of old, since the time I first appointed judges over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. The promises of the Lord I will sing forever. Through all generations, my mouth shall proclaim your faithfulness. For you have said, my kindness is established forever. In heaven, you have confirmed your faithfulness. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant. Forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. He shall say of me, you are my father my God, my rock, my Savior. Forever I will maintain my kindness toward him, and my covenant with him stands firm. Forever I will sing the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly disturbed at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm one of those people that dreads the eye doctor more than the dentist. That's not to say I enjoy the dentist, mind you, as a dental checkup always comes with the threat of, a, of, of Novocaine and a drill. But I don't like anyone poking around my eyes, especially when they're looking for glaucoma. Glaucoma runs in my family. It's a condition whereby pressure slowly builds up in the eye, silently robbing the individual of full vision, starting on the peripheries. Because of its slow progression, the person with the disease wouldn't know he or she had it without a medical examination, which includes a peripheral vision test that, to me, is as stressful, stressful as it would be for a person with an acute fear of heights to pilot a spaceship without training. But without the test, the disease could progress to eventual blindness. The difficulty from the patient's perspective is that you don't know what you can't see without somebody else telling you. Meanwhile, slowly but surely, you're developing tunnel vision, and the tunnel is getting smaller and smaller. King David has spiritual glaucoma. He's been king for a while now, and he wants to be sure he leaves a legacy as the day approaches for the end of his reign. David isn't perfect, but he's a pious enough guy, and so he's determined to build a temple for the Lord. The Jewish people are greatly blessed by the presence of the Lord among them. When they wandered in the desert during their Exodus years, the Lord's presence was visible to them as a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night. After Moses received the law at Mount Sinai, the stone tablets on which the commandments were written accompanied them, carried in a beautifully crafted ark built for that sacred purpose. When the Israelites put down roots in the Promised Land, a tent covered the ark, and the priests would offer sacrifice there. But now that Israel is a great nation, David desires to build a house for the Lord that will honor the God of Israel and presumably rival or surpass the temples of sacrifice constructed by other nations for their pagan gods. David, being king, is blessed by the dedicated service of a spiritual advisor or prophet that can guide him in these decisions. At first, Nathan assures David that a temple is a brilliant idea, but then Nathan and the Lord have a deeper conversation, and Nathan speaks as a spiritual eye doctor to the king. He's getting tunnel vision. People don't glorify the Lord. The Lord glorifies people, and in his faithful ones, the Lord's glory becomes manifest. So it is the Lord who will build the house for us, not the other way around. And in this way, all nations will come to know the might, power, and mercy of the one true God. Mary, unfortunately for her, doesn't have a prophet constantly at her side. She is betrothed to a good Jewish man named Joseph, and the couple likely has a pretty firm idea of what their life together will be like. With no prophet available, the Lord God sends in one of the big guns, the archangel Gabriel, to deliver the results of Mary's glaucoma test. She has tunnel vision, and Gabriel aims to correct it. God sees what Mary does not, that Mary is, unlike other human beings, full of grace, that is, without sin. She has chosen to bear a child through the power of the Holy Spirit, not an option that Mary would even have considered. When Mary, naturally, expresses some confusion, Gabriel assures her that God can and does miraculous things for the salvation of the human race, and as evidence, her cousin Elizabeth thought to be barren, is carrying a child. 
If Mary knows the scriptures, though, she would have realized that this isn't God's first rodeo. Mary and Elizabeth are just the latest in a long line of miraculous births. Remember Isaac, the miracle child of Abraham and Sarah? There's Samson, one of the greatest judges of Israel, born to the barren wife of Manoah. And then there's Samuel, the first prophet of Israel, born to Elkanah and Hannah, who was also thought to be barren. This isn't something new. It's just what God does. The Lord God seeks to glorify himself through us. The issue or disease is that we are unable or unwilling to see. Women are more likely than men to develop optical glaucoma. That doesn't hold true in all phases of life. We who carry uh, Y chromosomes have greatly benefited from GPS in its various forms because without it, we are like yard moles, soil-covered rodents burrowing burrowing tunnels underground with little awareness of the greater landscape, convinced that we men know the only way and refusing to ask for directions. And since so few of us, men or women, can boast royal blood like David, we have no Nathan by our side. But never fear. The Lord will continue to do what God does, breaking us through the limitations of the created, now fallen world, if we are willing to admit that we can't see perfectly and to follow him where he might lead. Moses, in fact, uttered prophetic words during the days of the Exodus when he said, if only all the people of the Lord were prophets, if only the Lord would bestow his spirit on them. We all have prophetic gifts if we would just make use of the tools given to us. All through Advent, the words of Isaiah and the other prophets speak of the wonders God has done and is doing beyond the boundaries of our spiritual vision. Listening to their words and rejoicing in the wonders the Lord God has done in generations past, reminding us that God is not doing something new, but rather God is what he has always been, Emmanuel, God with us. Paul attempts to bring our spiritual vision into focus in his conclusion to his letter to the Romans, our second reading today. He says, brothers and sisters, to him who can strengthen you, according to my gospel, and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret for long ages, but now manifested through the prophetic writings, and according to the command of the eternal God, made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever and ever. Amen. God reveals himself to us in the gospel, in the prophets, and in the events of the world around us, leading us to verdant pastures and the glory of an eternal kingdom of peace, if, that is, we are willing to look beyond our spiritual tunnels and see. So let's break out of our spiritual molehills, because life as a dirty rat, a blind mole, doesn't seem all that exciting to me. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, happy fourth Sunday of Advent, and say a prayer for me. Thank you.